Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Mainly Plants podcast. I am Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist, and I'm here to answer your questions and kind of go over the whole plant-based diet lifestyle. So uh, on this podcast, I, I want to talk about protein. Uh, it's it's the main question that I get asked is, where do you get your protein from? How do you get enough protein in your diet? Uh, it seems to be a big concern uh, for people who are not uh, eating a plant-based lifestyle and are used to getting most, most of the protein from you know meat and dairy and, and all the places that we were taught that we needed to get them from uh, from an early age. So uh, in order to understand protein, we basically need to uh, boil it down to uh, the building blocks of nutrition. Um, so in nutrition, there are, there are two categories. There's your uh, macrobiotics and your microbiotics. And you might hear people talking about, you know, their macros or the micros or, or whatever. And if you're anything like me, I had no idea what they were talking about. So macros are your, your fats, your carbohydrates, and your proteins. And your fats and carbs uh, are used for energy. And we'll talk about that uh, on another podcast. And your protein uh, creates tissue and uh, deals with your hormones and, and certain enzymes in your bodies. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, the micros, the microbiotics, uh, we're not going to be talking about on this podcast. We're, we're definitely going to touch on them and talk about them uh, in future podcasts um, because I feel microbiotics are, are key. Most people don't get their microbiotics, uh, or I should say they don't efficiently get enough microbiotics in their typical or in the typical American lifestyle uh, diet. So talking about protein, um, the protein that you need, and, and you'll hear this figure disputed, and people who believe that you, know, that you need meat or dairy or animal products in order to get protein uh, will disagree. And you know we've been taught differently. So again, this is going to challenge everything that you've been taught. And it, it might be difficult to understand, difficult to accept, difficult to believe. Um, again, if you have questions, please send them to me. But you need uh, about eight to ten percent of your of your calories should be protein, um, and in excess of protein does promote cancer. And, and when I talk about that type of protein, I'm talking about animal protein. Uh, so you know your meat, your dairy, uh, cheese, milk, you know all that kind of stuff, and, and poultry and and uh, and fish, uh, seafood. Uh, conversely to that, vegetable protein in excess does not promote cancer. So there's zero uh, negative results or effects of having um, animal pro- or uh, vegetable protein, plant protein. Um, in excess of casein, which is the main building block in animal protein, like I said, does promote cancer. And you can read uh, studies like... Uh, God, there's there's a study done with rats where they they literally turn on and off cancer by feeding them certain percentages of casein. Uh, again, casein is that that main building block block of animal protein. So they they notice that when they feed the rats uh, in excess and in excess in this in their experiment was 20% of their diet uh, of casein, they noticed that the rats developed cancer. And when they lowered the casein down uh, to, I believe it was 5%, they noticed uh, the, the cancer would be diminished, would start to go away. Um, so 
Animal protein, right? Uh, I used to be a huge meat eater. For my 18th birthday, I ate uh, a 49-ounce steak. So that's about three and a third pounds of steak in one sitting. And I was 6'2", 145 pounds. I was shoveling it in. Um, so it was hard for me to switch and, and hard for me to understand that animal protein isn't needed. But it does elevate your cholesterol. It does promote uh, these what we call diseases of affluence. So uh, heart disease, um, cancer, uh, osteoporosis. It increases, uh, or it, it'll increase and initiate your chance of having type one diabetes. Um, it it increases your production of growth hormones. It increases your rate of division of cells. Getting back to that cancer, um, and it, it it has been linked to formulation of all uh, Alzheimer's and kidney stones, uh, as well as other uh, problems with the body. Plant proteins like I said, conversely, do the opposite. They will help lower your cholesterol. They help decrease heart disease. They help uh, strengthen your bones. So getting rid of that osteoporosis or osteopenia. A lot of people that I talk to, uh, family members, family members, friends, they will have osteopenia, which is kind of uh, like a, a lesser form of osteoporosis, not to make it d diminish it in any way, uh, but they'll have osteopenia, osteoporosis, um, kidney stones, stuff like that. So plant proteins actually help heal the body, whereas an excess of, of animal proteins will harm the body. So you hear that, you know, if you go to the gym or, or, or you talk to anybody in the health, wellness, fitness industry, they tell you to get as much protein as possible. You know, get as much chicken, you know, boiled chicken or steak or, or whatever you can to get your protein in. I, In fact, I had a, a trainer, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first started working out, which was about, uh, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, that literally said, eat as much as you can. You know, go to the store, get a tub of ice cream, and get as much of that into you as you can. Because, uh, you know, to be fair, I was underweight. I was 145 pounds. I was 6'2", um, and I needed to get my calories in, but I also need to get my protein in because they are uh, the building blocks of, of your muscles and, and, and uh, your muscular system. So, you know... I, up until I did my research and I went vegan, uh, plant-based, and, and and got certified, um, the the myth is that you need about two grams of protein for every one pound of body weight. If you're going to be, uh, you know, active or athletic or or whatever, um, that's just not true. Um, I used to, you know, get those tubs of whey protein and have two or three of them a day. And get, you know, just from one shake, get 30 grams of protein. So I was getting 90 grams from from pure whey, uh, just in shakes. That's that's not counting all the food that I ate. Um, the the truth is that you you really only need about 0.8 grams to every 2.2 pounds of body weight. So, um, you know, you have to do the math for your for your own uh, uh, body weight. But for me, uh, just to give you an example, I'm I'm 205 pounds. So that equates to roughly 74, 75, 76 grams of protein uh, that I need daily in my diet. And uh, depending on you know how you look at things, it might seem like a, too little. It might seem like a lot. It might be, be a daunting number to some. But I never um, count my protein intake anymore because I eat such a varied diet, uh, plant-based diet, that I know I'm getting a sufficient amount. 
Uh, I I work out every day. I lift weights every day. I'm stronger than I've ever been. Um, and again, I don't count my protein because I know that just by eating a varied, or I should say, a variety of plants, whether it be you know a, a mixed salad with seven or eight different types of vegetables in it, uh, beans or or quinoa or whatever it may be, I know that I'm getting enough in because I'm not hungry. My body will tell me if I'm hungry. It'll you know your stomach growls, um, and I know that I'm not I'm not lacking any kind of dietary need when it comes to protein or anything else for that matter. But but because of this uh, topic this week, I know that I'm not lacking in protein. Um, protein is it's an essential nutrient, and basically what it boils down to is it is a chain of amino acids, um, and we'll talk about amino acids. But amino acids. Uh, basically help heal and build muscle. So again, you might be familiar with going to the gym or working out and knowing that you need to get that protein into your body uh, in order to build muscle. Without protein, you're not going to build anything. Um, You're in fact going to break down your tissues. Uh, So like I said, on a whole foods plant-based diet, which is what I eat. Which is, you know, I'm 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 plant based 100%. I don't have any dairy. I don't have any meat. I have no chicken, no eggs, no milk. Yada yada yada. Um, it easily, easily, easily gives me eight to ten percent uh, of my total calories coming from protein. So, the the argument that you might hear for animal protein, and it's a valid one, is that it is more efficiently utilized. Uh, than plants um, in your body, which means that it's it will turn your muscles, it will help rebuild your muscles and grow your muscles faster than plant proteins because it is coming from an animal. It's coming from another living uh, uh, animal uh, to you. I mean, you're an animal. So the, the uh, chain of amino acids that you find in animal proteins are more similar to uh, your, your body, the amino acids in your body than you're going to find in plants. However, with those higher body growth weights rates, you're also looking at faster cancer rates, faster cell division. Um, so you, you're not getting anything for free. There's a penalty there, um, and that penalty, like I said when I, earlier, when I was listing, you know, the negatives of having uh, an excess of plant or of animal protein, you're you're you're, you're putting yourself at risk, um, and you're going to have an uh, an earlier onset for women. Um, of the chances, and again, I don't want to. I want to be very clear that I'm not saying that if you have animal protein or if you have an excess, you're going to get these. You're increasing your chances. And for me, I like to play the odds. I, I want to be safe, and and I want to be sure that I'm doing everything I can to lower my risk of getting uh, any kind of disease or or negative effects to my body. So by having the animal proteins uh, for for women. There have been studies where they they have noticed that because of the faster growth rates and faster cancer rates um, in adolescence, there has been an earlier onset of breast cancer and menstruation because you are kickstarting your hormones. Um, you know our bodies are not are not made to handle an excess of animal protein. If you look back, well, I guess you can't really look back, but if you if you do your research and and, and study you know the prehistoric man. Um, or, or even early Homo sapien, there, you know, they would eat primarily plants because that was what was around. 
you know, they would go out for a hunt and they would kill, you know, a buffalo or, or whatever animal and divide it amongst the village and they would have a little bit of animal and a lot of vegetables. So they were, in fact, getting their animal protein minimally and the bulk of their diet came from plants. So they didn't have these types of diseases. But now that, you know, you can go to the corner and get a, a you know, a double-double from In-N-Out or, you know, you go to the grocery store and buy a gigantic T-bone steak and eat a big piece of steak and no vegetables, people are getting excesses of, of animal protein. And it is, I mean, all you have to do is look around. It's, it's, it's a detriment to, to society's health, at least in the United States. Um, plant protein, the, the negatives with plant protein, and the only negative is that you need it in variation. So you can't just go and eat a ton of quinoa and say, I'm good with plant protein. Or go and eat a ton of black beans and say, I've fulfilled my, my protein requirement for the day. Every, every plant has some amount of protein, whether it be you know trace amounts or, or they're, they're protein rich, like quinoa. Um, you have to have a, a combination because the different plants and, and, and uh, you know vegetables, fruits, grains, whatever, have different variations of their chains of amino acids, uh, of their proteins. And they're going to interact with your body in different ways. So at any given point, you might need more of, of a certain plant or a certain chain that this plant carries than, than the other plant. But there's no way of knowing that unless you're going to be hooked up to you know testing machines all day and constantly monitored. So the only way to ensure that you get the, the varied amount of chains of amino acids is to eat a varied whole foods plant-based diet. So meaning, if you make a big salad and you have six or eight different vegetables in it, you're getting six or eight different types of chains of amino acids, of proteins, interacting with each other and also interacting with your body uh, in different ways. And they're filling those gaps constantly in your body. Uh, so so a, a rundown of, of kind of uh, my top proteins uh, from plants or, or plant vegetable proteins, plant-based proteins, um, hemp. Hemp is a great protein. It's complete protein. It's it's rich in protein. It's e easily digestible. Now you notice, uh, at least for me, having had a lot of whey protein in my past, you know, I would notice that after I drink a gigantic protein shake, I have to go to the bathroom and I have to expel it because it's rougher on my body and you're only getting one type of protein. You're getting whey protein and it's one type of amino acid chain and after your body's absorbed what it needs the rest gets flushed out and uh first of all you're wasting a lot of protein you're wasting a lot of money because a lot of it's getting flushed out but you're also not filling the gaps in your body that your body needs um, so hemp hemp's great you can buy hemp powder you can buy uh, sprouted hemp seed cook it into dishes they make hemp protein powder. The protein powder that I take, uh, and you can email me if you want uh, to know the brand. It's the best brand, uh, the best protein powder that I've taken uh, on a whole foods plant-based diet. It's uh, hemp, pea, brown rice, and uh, chia seeds. So right there, I'm getting four different chains. Um, and 
that's be I take a protein powder because I work out every day. Uh, I love lifting weights and I need a little extra bit right after the gym. So instead of coming home and, and you know chopping vegetables for 20 minutes and making a gigantic salad, it's just easier for me to grab that that protein on the go. Uh, so hemp peas, edamame is great. Edamame is uh, soybean. Um, non-dairy milks, so almond milks, uh, soy milks, cashew milks, um, all those you can find at even your 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 run-of-the-mill grocery store. Safeway has it now. You don't have to just go to Whole Foods or Sprouts. They're everywhere. Uh, tempeh is great. Tempeh is uh, fermented soybean, and it's, it might sound kind of gross to you, but uh, it kind of comes in this block, and you chop it up, and you can toss it in your stir fry, and it has that meat. Um, it's it's thicker and it's denser, kind of like a meat, so it gives you that satisfaction of eating meat. Um, I know a lot of people transitioning off of uh, animal-based foods to a plant-based diet crave that kind of that meaty. Uh, I don't know how you'd say that meaty uh, fulfillingness, fulfillment, and it definitely gives you that. Uh, tofu is great. Um, dark leafy greens are great. So kale, spinach, um, uh, uh, watercress. Watercress is fantastic, and and uh, I might I might talk a little bit about watercress on this. Actually, I, th- I think I will a little bit uh, ahead when I get into the salad that I want to talk to you guys about because uh, watercress is is a fantastic vegetable. Um, beans are great. Quinoa is great. Um, nuts and seeds are great. Nuts and seeds, um, you know, you don't want to have a ton of them because they're they're fatty and it's good fat, but you want to have nuts and seeds in moderation. So I kind of stick to the rule of thumb of uh, a handful of day of nuts and seeds. Um, so like I said, you know, if, if you have a varied um, whole foods plant-based diet, you know, you're eating a lot of different vegetables, a lot of different grains and, and plants a day, you're going to have no trouble eating what you need to. And I kind of want to run down, I'm going to use uh, the, the salad analogy a lot over the course of the podcast because it kind of exemplifies how easy it is to get your nutrients uh, just from something as simple as a salad. Because a lot of people will come to me and say, you know, Ryan, I don't know what to make. You know, I, 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 everything I make has either meat in it or cheese in it. And, and, you know, sometimes I just want something that I can have in the middle of the day that's easy and will give me what I need, what my body needs. And I always say a salad. Um, so let me give you kind of the rundown of, of what I would put in a salad, um, just your standard salad, and give you, uh, in this podcast, the protein benefits of it. So this, is, this salad, it's a large salad. Um, again, it's going to vary from person to person how much they eat. I eat a lot, and I like to eat, so a big salad kind of satisfies me that. So um, in this salad, you're having three cups of kale, three cups of spinach, and you might think, you know, six cups, it's a lot. But, you know, when you flatten it out, it's really not, it's not a lot. A lot, you know, kale and spinach, three cups of each is not a lot. If you go to the kitchen right now and, and put three cups of kale in a in a measuring uh, cup, it's really not that much. Um, also, an eighth a cup of cucumber, uh, one ounce of red onion, five sprigs of watercress. Watercress comes in, in little sprigs. Um... If you, if you kind of Google it or go to the store, you'll see what I mean. It's not a lot. Um, a half a carrot, half of, you know, average size carrot, a half a clove of garlic, uh, an ounce of bell pepper, um, 
an eighth cup of pepitas or pumpkin seeds or or sunflower seeds and a quarter cup of cooked quinoa. Some people like to sprout their quinoa first. Um, I like it either way. It's easier for me just to kind of boil the quinoa and toss it in. Um, so right there, let's see, how we're counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten different plants in this one salad. And again, tailor to what you like, tailor to what you don't like, um, as long as you're getting that varied amount. I My rule of thumb is at least six different plants in a salad, including your dark leafy greens. So in that three cups of kale, in terms of protein, uh, you're looking at a little over two grams of protein. In the spinach, you're looking at about uh, a little over two and a half grams of protein. Uh, and don't don't write this down because I'm going to give it to you at the end, the total amount. Um, in the eighth cup of cucumber, which again is not that much cucumber, um, it's trace amount. It's only about uh, 0.1 grams. Cucumber is more, I use it as a uh, hydration tool and a filler to my salad to kind of make me full. Um in the red onion, again, it's more of a filler. It's got great other uh, nutritional uh, benefits like potassium, um, but you only have 0.3 grams from that kind of protein. Watercress, uh, in the five sprigs of watercress, and, and watercress, let me tell you a quick rundown of it. Watercress is, in my opinion, the best vegetable you can you can eat. Um, it's It was ranked, it was given a score of a perfect 100 on the nutrient density chart. Um each sprig of watercress has about uh, almost a gram of protein, and a sprig is tiny. Uh, tastes kind of like a mild radish. So in five sprigs of watercress, you're looking at about three grams of protein. Uh, half a carrot, about 0.3 grams. Um, in the garlic, you, may, you might have guessed it, there's not much. It's 0.1 gram. Uh, in the bell pepper, 0.2 grams. In the pepitas or the seeds, the, the pumpkin seeds or the or the sunflower seeds, you're looking between four and a half and five grams in an eighth cup, so that they're very protein dense. But again, there is you know that that healthy fat in there that you don't want to have too much of. Um, but again, I, you know you don't really. It's not something you need to worry about if you're eating a, a clean, healthy, whole foods, plant based diet. And in about a quarter cup of of cooked quinoa, you're looking at two grams. So in one salad, which is one meal, uh, which you're going to digest pretty quickly because your body digests uh, plants very efficiently and quickly. You're looking at about between 15 and 16 grams of protein. So out of my 74 grams of protein a day, I've already, I can already take out 15 grams, which you know is like a protein shake. And I'm going to be full off of it. I'm getting a ton of other nutrients. And it's just going to sustain me a bit. And like I said, when you eat whole foods plant, whole, a whole food plant-based diet and you're eating a big salad, you're going to be full for a little bit, but your body digests it quickly. And you're not going to be like that kind of sleepy full. You'll have energy from it. You'll have a clear head from it. Uh, and you'll feel good about it because you know that you're not putting a bunch of fatty garbage into your body. Uh, something that's going to put on weight. You're actually, if you were to eat strictly a whole foods plant-based diet you you would lose weight without even exercising so 15 grams from a salad most people wouldn't think that you know you look at spinach you don't think that it has protein you think it might have calcium and, and vitamins but it's got a lot of protein 
and a salad. I always say uh, you got to have at least one big salad a day. Um, I try to have two. I don't eat dinner without first having a, a significant bowl of salad because I know that once it gets to the main course, you know, whether it be quinoa pasta or or you know spaghetti squash or that kind of like hearty uh, feel good food, uh, I don't want to fill up on that. I rather fill up on the the nutrient dense. Uh, whole food plant-based stuff like a like a nice big fresh salad and then eat a little bit of the feel-good stuff even though it's still good for me the feel-good stuff but I'm, I'm gonna reap more rewards from the the fresh chopped salads um, and you know all that stuff kale spinach cucumber everything that I named in the salad they all have their their individual benefits when it comes to uh, you know what they're going to do for your body, and I, I'll talk about that in the future podcasts. Also, there's so much; everything gets intertwined, so it's it's kind of hard to break it into segments uh, for podcasts. You know, we're talking about protein in this podcast, but proteins, you know, intersect with what you're getting the protein from, and and other things that 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 ingredient has. So, for you know, for instance, you know, if you're looking at at kale, you know, it's got a good amount of protein, but it's also got a ton of potassium and a ton of vitamin A and a ton of vitamin C, and and all those things work with your body, and you know, which means that they're antioxidant rich, and they help nourish your skin, and they're anti-inflammatory, and they help detox your liver, and they boost your metabolism, which means that you know kale can help you lose weight, and 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 give you energy, and it boosts your immune system, so you know you're, you're, it'll help you from keep you from getting sick, and and there's so much uh, intertwining of, of everything in the whole food plant-based world that it's hard to cover everything. So again, I encourage you to to write me to ask questions. The email is ryan at mainlyplants.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram at mainlyplants. Um, you can direct message me. I will answer you. I'll let you know when you're going to be on when your question will be on the podcast uh if you have questions about anything in this podcast that you know you feel i didn't cover or you have questions about what i did cover please please reach out to me i, I want to make sure that everybody understands uh and if you have questions um about any whether it is anything to do with what i talked about today or anything that you're curious about uh, i will cover it uh, i'm here to answer your questions i'm here to help you uh, if you're interested in switching to the plant-based lifestyle or you have questions about it or concerns about it, ask away. There's no harm with asking. The only uh, thing I'll hold against you is if you do not ask. So please ask questions. Um, I hope I, I covered protein uh, at least moderately. Uh, I, there's so much to talk about and I don't want to bore you because it can get pretty dry. Um, but again, just to give you the the kind of brief rundown, um, you don't need animal protein. You're you're going to get plenty of protein from your whole food plant based diet. Um, you can Google, uh, you know, vegan bodybuilders, vegan athletes. Um, I myself, I'm 6'2", 205 pounds. I'm the strongest. I'm the leanest I've ever been in my entire life, purely from eating a, a plant based diet. I haven't gotten sick in forever. Um, so, so. I'm a living testament to it. I understand the concerns. I understand that it's scary. Uh, I've been there. So, having said that, 
I appreciate you listening. Send your questions, comments, concerns, ryan at mainlyplants.com, social media at mainlyplants.com, and I hope to hear from you.